You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm confused. So what is it you did? <laughs> oh my god. It's like you know you have days where you just can tell that you're just going to be like it's just not going to go well. Yeah. Like you can just see like just little like life gives you little hints like oh uh-huh. no, you're going to be you're going to be not able to control your limbs today. I mean, is this like a Chris Farley situation where you're knocking stuff it, off the walls or It was. It was like a, a cavalcade of errors. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like I Seriously, I don't know what it, like, I looked like I shouldn't even, I didn't belong there. Oh, no. It was embarrassing. Did people see it? Um, there were a couple different things. The worst one. Well, okay, let's yeah. get into this. Yeah. I'll, it was I'll bad wait. enough, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you. For finding us. So we got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. Um, I have some things I need to tell you about that I okay. think we were very wrong about. Whoa. I think we need to change something. All right. Yeah, well, it's it isn't, important. you're not talking about going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link, right? No. Because that's, that's the actually, opposite of wrong. That's the one constant thing I can always depend on. If okay. there's any kind of, t- kind of turmoil in your life or you have ups and downs, or you're confused about what's going on in the world, the one constant thing that you can always depend on is the right way to shop online. And that's to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. You know, the shopping season's upon us, Sarah, with the, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving and the, kind of the shopping Black Fridays sometimes? coming up and all that stuff and the, the, the web cyber deals and all those things. Oh, don't the, say cyber deals. The best way to do that, though, is to go to, actually, it's Cyber Monday. That is the name of it. It's a week from Monday. Uh, is to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. The one constant thing you can depend on in this crazy, messed up world is that that is the right thing to do. We're all doing the right thing. Oh, my gosh. When we go to Every time we click on that link, yes. And click on the Amazon link. All right. uh, so, yes. No, that's good. Uh, but, no, something else that I'm going to tell you about here in a minute that uh, I think we got to change our mind frame about something. Before we do that, though, let's talk about you and whatever this is, because I honestly don't really know exactly what happened to Sarah yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, the last I know is this. Sarah was going to do her cater waitering job last night. Of course, with the black pants that still have the tag on them, the ink exploding tag. I think I'm just going to throw the pants away. You Wait, you're just going to throw them away rather than get this thing taken off? Uh, well, I don't know. So you- a listener actually sent me, a, they posted on our Facebook page, um, a listener actually wrote and said, you know, you probably had a good chance of getting the tag removed from your pants until you started to melt it with a lighter. So now it totally looks like I stole them. And a brief explanation, which we talked about this yesterday. Sarah bought these pants in Seattle or Bremerton and came back down here not realizing the tag was on there. Instead of going to one of those stores to get it off, she has what kind of work with this tag on there to where now it's just awkward. And then we tried to, if you follow us on Twitter at Up Radio. You can see where we attempted to try this burning trick that we had seen on YouTube, and it did not work. So now it's partially melted, singed. Yeah, well, that was from listener Michael who posted on our Facebook page. Posted that comment? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah. Now he basically like was just it. calling me an idiot at that point. Yeah. Which is kind of true. So, I don't know. It's a Bremerton mall. I mean, like, really, it can't be the worst thing that they've ever seen. It's just slightly melted. Are you going to bring it back up there and yes. try? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, um, I've had these pants for a month and a half. No, oh, it's longer than that, too. It is longer than a month. It's like three months, four months? It's been Ish. a few months. 
so that I may have well, undershot. I mean, I have it. another pair of pants, but then they just like finally ripped months. so much that I can't I can't wear them anymore. So I had to throw those away. So yes, I've had to, this has been my default pair of black pants because if we talked as we talked about on the show before, I don't wear pants. I wear skirts and dresses, even though I don't sound like I would. They're just more comfortable, and I, I just feel I, I look yeah. weird in pants. Right. Well, Greg, just, as Greg has expressed, I do look no, weird. I do look, look weird awkward. in pants. It's yeah. awkward seeing you in because pants. Because I don't like wearing them. Because, yeah, you don't look like you're comfortable. I always have, like, my short, you know, my leggings, my short skirt, some sort of either T-shirt or dress, uh, some sort of yeah. boots that I wear. You got that's, what like, you're my uniform. In. It's my uniform. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. That's why, that's why I'm saying, yeah, it is always odd seeing you yeah, in so pants. Yeah, th- so I don't want to spend money on another pair of pants when I wear these infrequently and I don't wear pants in general. Yeah. So. They okay. worked out. I did use Eddie's tip though yesterday. Because the coworkers give... keep seeing this giant white tag on yes. these pants. But I do want to give a big shout out to our buddy Eddie in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash life because he gave me the idea of putting a towel over it, and that was perfect. I just tucked the towel into my waistband and had it hang over that thing the whole time. Yeah, but your coworkers nobody know saw. it's there. No, they don't because it was a black towel and it just looked like I was – because I'm bartending. So And everyone, you know, bartenders have bar towels with them. So I just tucked it yeah. into my pants over it. Yeah. But I bet they know. They know. They probably know. They because don't like it's me even very much weirder anyway, that you're trying about. to cover it up. I know. Yeah. I, it you is weird. You look like a thief. It is weird that I'm trying to cover it up because, like, at first I was like, oh, look the at this funny. The problem is, though, now, since you look like a thief, like, you're walking around with these pants that you stole, like a really bad thief because somebody could probably have gotten that off. Um, and now I bet that if something, like, goes missing, you know, they're probably blaming you in the I'm back. I'm not steely, and you well, know I, that. I know you are not. I know you are not steely. I'm saying this is the presentation that you're giving since you have these pants with this uh, tag on them <laughs> for months at a time. Now it now it's weird. It's gotten it, it, it has gotten went weird. from kooky to it's just weird. Yeah. And now if something goes missing, they're gonna be like, well, you know that who's that girl that always has the stolen pants? Well, and I think that I was also just and I think it's not helping with my And by the way, the pants were not stolen. They were not there. stolen. No. I they were purchased in Bremerton. So you say. Whatever. And the person forgot to take off the security tag. Mm-hmm. Um and so now I've been wearing these pants, which it isn't too uncomfortable unless I'm sitting down and the tag is poking into my back. I kind of have a bruise. <laughs> like, why do you put up with this? Why did you not just go in and get this removed immediately? <sighs> That's This is the example of Sarah's juxtaposition of laziness and stubbornness. And I'm, I'm highly motivated. But so like it's, I'm highly motivated no, and lazy sometimes. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a weird mix of both. Because a common thing just to solve this would just have been going to a store. But the store is a few miles away, so she would have had to drive to it. To get this thing removed, the same uh, department store chain that's down here. Mm. And uh, she will not do that, but she will go through every other effort and all this time and energy trying to figure out what to do with it, oh, except yeah. for doing the most simple thing possible. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, I was wearing my pants. <laughs> so I already was feeling so there um, at my job that I work at, there are people who work there full time who like this yeah. is their job. They're really good at it. They've been there, you know, for years. They're the seniority. And I'm just kind of, you know, the random person that pops in every now and again for bigger events. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yesterday, like and I get nervous around them, too, because clearly I'm I'm kind of spastic in life anyway. Yeah. Like I'm not the coolest cucumber, if you will. Well, the fact that you just said that proves your point, yes. And so anyway, so, um, you know, I show up, so I get to work, which was a long day yesterday. It was like a nine-hour shift. Um, But I got there, 
And the first thing I did, of course, is go for the towel so I could tuck one in to hide the um, <laughs> to hide my shame. Yes, hide so I could shame. hide the the security. Sure, awesome. mm-hmm. hide your shame. So then, you know, I get there and all, you know, and the and the grown up like, you know, hardcore full time workers, you know, getting because there are like four events going on, and so we're all like doing these different things, um, and. Yeah, and I'm just it's spastic to begin with, and I did see like one of them kind of look at the back of my pants, and I was like trying to cover the tag to oh. see if the towel was. Pro- and I was carrying a bunch of club soda because it was you know I moved the bottles of club soda for the to make cocktails. Uh huh. And of course, as I like twitched to try and cover my security tag in front of like one of the fancy guys, one, one, a <laughs> giant awkward. bottle of That's soda so water, which is a glass, fucking falls and explodes, and it goes. <gasps> You dropped a bottle of soda water? A bottle of so- a glass bottle of soda water and it exploded everywhere. Everywhere. Like I don't know if you've ever dropped a constant like a really thick glass concentrated bottle of water. But that thing will shoot for like forty feet. Oh damn. Yeah. So not only so so this was like there, pressurized, it was like pressurized. It was carbonated. I mean, since yeah. it's soda water, so yeah. it was pressurized and it just fucking exploded. Oh so shit. I'm sitting there. Already, you know, I'm just kind of a weirdo, and then so I'm, you know, just getting there, trying to set up this bar uh, as I'm getting ready to do it, and I like shatter the whole thing. So oh, I just spend the next like 20 man. minutes cleaning that up. That's you know, everybody, hard, you know, and people are trying to work around me because you know you're trying to get everything prepped. Oh god, that was so <sighs> embarrassing. Boy. So I'm sweeping it all up, and everyone's annoyed. Like, Were there oh, customers there yet? No, there weren't, but I'm sure that they could hear the crash. I mean, it was loud. <laughs> I mean, things happen. Things get dropped, you know? Yeah. I work at events, not in your capacity, but, you know, things get dropped sometimes. Yeah. You're human. Um, that's definitely embarrassing, but nonetheless. Yeah. So well, then I didn't think it could be less, more embarrassing than that. So I cleaned it all up, you know, and it, like, there's a big deal made up of, like, having to mop it up and then... Someone had to go and grab, you know, like the wet floor sign. And I'm just like, my face is bright red. I'm like, oh, my God. This, oh, boy. this is a very small area that we work in to get yeah. everything ready. Oh, it was so embarrassing. And so I thought that would be it. I'm like, all right, I'm calmed down now. You know, that was like. Worked it in, out. You in did the first your, hour that I was there, I'm like, okay. Made so your mistake. And now, yeah, move on. Get through get through all the events. Work, you know, work the things, make the drinks, like restock everything and get it all, you know, set for the next event. And part of my job is you have to, like, move. Like, it's a lot of physical labor. Uh, so you move, like, really heavy tables and chairs. And, like, my bar has, like, wheels so I can, like, roll my bar mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's a banquet room. You set it up differently for each Yes, and thing. depending on the place. And then, yeah. like, yeah, depending. So, like, this one in particular, we had to dismantle this room that was set up for, like, 100 people. And then take out all those tables and then reset it for, like, a smaller party. But, you know, that means you have to take everything out and put it back in. That's a lot of fucking work. It's... I it's see the that. hardest job I've ever had. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like like a, a jerk about it, but I mean, like, it really, truly is. It's so, f- like, physically hard. Well, and I, I'll say this, like like I said, because I work at a place where they have banquets and things like that, but I'm not on that side of it. Um, I'm not part of that crew that sets up and takes those things down. I will say this. It is a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I see it happening. And I'm like, that's a, that's a shitload of tables. So they got to move all those tables. Yeah, and chairs I mean, out it's not then, like some like some crew that comes in to set it up. Like, yeah, it's banquet, usually just like a few people. Oh yeah, you know, the banquet people like have to set it up. Like the the bartenders and servers and everything are the ones that set up all of that stuff. They set up yeah. the bar, they set up the chairs, the tables, the centerpieces, like every single thing. You have to make sure all the silverware is facing the right way. I mean, but yeah. that isn't that that stuff's fine. But I mean, like just rolling right. these. You I know, mean, like that's part of the job. Eighty pound but... tables in and out is yeah. little. So but anyway. I do have a new respect, though, ever since working at the place where, uh, where I work, just of if I go to, like, some kind of banquet or I go to, like, a holiday 
whatever. You go to any kind of event. It's like, all right, I, I, I respect that there's a lot of work that goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. No, and even, yeah, I, and I, I like the job. And Always it is be nice really, to the staff. Absolutely. That's absolutely the key. And, um, yeah, and it's fun. You know, it is fun. Like, I get, it's basically a lot of exercise. So, oh, this was awful. So I... So, so you've already exploded a seltzer bottle. Yeah, and so that's like finally, like I finally like made good. I, you know, I worked my ass off. I was really helpful. Don't you think? All right, that's in the past. So my boss. So we have to basically we're taking a room of like that was seated for a hundred people, and we have to take out sixty chairs, which are you know like banquet style chairs. They're not folding chairs. They're actual yeah. you know like nice chairs with like padding, and yeah. they're made of metal. So you have to stack all the chairs, and then we have these. Chair pushy thingies, like the dollies. <laughs> Where are you? A chair pushy thing. Yeah, so basically what you do is you stack all the chairs, and that's just like, you know, you have to stack them as high as you can, which if you can, you try to get them like 10 high. It's They're really heavy. And then you have to get this chair dolly thing, which basically you shove the, like you go behind the chairs, the stack of chairs, which is like 10. You shove the dolly underneath, and then you have to gently tilt it back. So basically you have a tower, like about seven feet tall, of chairs like angled over you, okay. That you're pushing all the way back to um, to where the chairs are kept. Okay. So it's terrifying because it's like hundreds of pounds. Yeah. And it's tilted over your head. That's as you're pushing it. Okay, that doesn't seem safe, but all right. No, I mean that's just the way that's that it's how, done. How it's done. Okay. So I I finally so I did it, and I I put them on things like you shove it under and then you tilt it back and basically there are three wheels so you can kind of push it but you can't really see like where you're going so uh-huh. so you have to get them all back you drop them off so I got my first stack back in there you know so I have to get sixty chairs out of there okay. so I got like the first ten I'm like all right cool I'm doing um, good real quick if you're a live That's, listener yep. uh, you can go to funemploymentradio.com/live and take a look in the in the live chat subscriptions are six ninety nine a month first week is free podcast is free of course but if you want to listen live and join in you can do that and Ben is in the live chat right now and just posted a picture of a wheelie. That's exactly what your it is. Your chair wheelie thing. Okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, I that's understand. exactly what it is. So okay. that's that thing's like tilting over your head. Like that doesn't, ours doesn't have that safety bar thing on the top. Like it's just chairs. Okay. So I'm like terrified. So I get that first stack back. I'm like, because I've done it before, but not, you know, that many chairs at once. And mm-hmm. I got them back. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Because basically what we do is we'll get all the chairs, put them in stacks, and then go get the wheelie things to Take them back. Okay. So, we so do stack chairs, then wheelie. Stack chairs and wheelie. So okay. they're, they're basically kind of in a row. So we'll now that we've like got that established. One in front of the other. Yeah. So I get the first one. I, I put it back in the, um, you know, put them in the room. I'm really proud of myself. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go back with the wheelie thing and I get ready to get the second stack of chairs. So basically there's a stack of chairs in front of me that's 10. And then in front of that stack, there's another 10 stack. Okay. So, you know, now I'm feeling confident. I'm like, all right, cool. I got this. Yeah. So I stick the, <laughs> I stick the wheelie thing underneath the stack of chairs in front of me and I, you know, shove it under. And then what you do is, you know, you tilt it back to push Mm -hmm. it. So I tried to tilt it back. And for some reason it did not tilt back and all of the chairs fell forward. This is 10 big chairs. So not only, so the chairs are falling forward and it's in slow motion. I'm like, and they're new chairs. Like we just got the chairs. They're oh. new fancy chairs. And I'm like, oh my god. Did you and not have it this. under all the way? It no, just I like... had it under all the way. It was some like old rickety thing. Like I did it right, I think. I'm well, pretty sure. Regardless of if I did to... it right or not, it didn't. So the stack of ten chairs are all pitching forward. Oh no. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And as they're falling forward, I remember that there's another stack in front of them. Oh boy. So the ten chairs that are falling off my dolly 
are now falling into the other ones, and it's a fucking chair domino effect. <laughs> no. And these ten chairs hit the row in front of them, and they hit those, and all of a sudden, it's just this loud crashing sound, and I swear oh. to God, all these chairs are falling, and I can hear my boss going, Sarah, what did you do? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. And they're Because it's kind of slow motion a little bit. And I see it, and I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. It's only 10 of them. And I see them hit the stack in front of it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's 20 chairs. And then I see the, the stack in front of it falling. No. And there's the uh, there's a there's a fancy-ass projector oh, sh- that they pull down what? from the ceiling of this place. Those things are expensive. It's like a three, I found out afterwards a $3,000 projector. I yeah. did not hit it. But I came within a hair's width of hitting of that second stack of chairs taking out the $3,000 projector. Oh my god, dude. And also uh my one of our coworkers, you know, uh, my friend Carly who's who's I we, we work together, but she was like kind of close to the chair. So not only Holy did I almost shit, take dude. out my tiny adorable coworker. Oh my god. I almost I I almost busted a $3,000 thing and I knocked over 20 chairs and my boss was like, "Sarah, you're not we're not going to have you do chairs anymore." Oh, got you got demoted. taken off of chair duty. I got taken off of chair duty. And I'm like, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm like, this is how I did Well, it. judging by the math, I'd say you didn't get under far enough. And when you pushed back on it, it just shoved it <sighs> forward. It was awful. Oh, boy. I mean, it was slow motion. It was like the def- It was as it was happening. <laughs> John I've in his this... chat says that's a win. Now, I guess that's true. You don't have to deal with the chairs anymore. <laughs> I hate dealing with the chairs. They're awful. I mean, I'll stack them, but oh, pushing them. Oh, man. Like, seriously, the stack is about as tight, so probably about seven feet tall. Yeah. And then you put it, you know, up, and so it's just like this giant tower. So I basically knocked over, like, two, like, yeah, towers of chairs oh. and almost took out the fucking thing. Oh, my God. That's 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 a nightmare. No, I mean, it was awful. I was so embarrassed. Like, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Well, accidents happen. This just sounds like you had an accident night. Luckily... I mean, that projector, though, man. Oh, yeah. You think? <laughs> you think? Yeah, because it's also, like, um, a transportable one because we bring it in, you know, like, if a, if a company or business wants to bring it. So bring it in. I mean, like, that's the fucking company property. Like, I would have had to. I can't even think about that. Oh. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So that, I hope I got all my spasticness out. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I want to talk about um, this weekend because you cannot Ooh. have – this kind of an issue because tomorrow, I'm getting in nervous. case you did listen to the show a couple of days ago, uh, Sarah and I are officiating a very classy wedding this weekend. And we were talking about how different ways that, that we could go about this. So there's a lot of people and we're, we're, we're going to be, you know, the officiants. And so we have to be, you know, the, the way we were talking about it the other day was we have to be like these super classy. I think I was going for the Australian accent. Oh, man. Like foreign, exotic. I'd probably have a knife. Um, but, you know, Do I'd be like very classy. You know, like, uh, ooh, who's this, who's this foreign uh, devil there up there giving the, giving the ceremony? You know, one of those things. And I've been working on my accent. And then Sarah was going to sing. But now, though, the more I think about this, I, I really was getting down to it. And this ceremony where we're going to be having this wedding, uh, where we're going to be officiating, is... A little bit more country than I was thinking about. Wait, what? So it's a small town that we're going to, and then we're going outside of the small town. So it's a town of Washougal. Are we we going to a small town in the smaller town? We're going to a small town, and then we're going out into the country. We're going to, like, it's kind of like a, I won't won't say what it is, because I don't know if we're allowed to. But uh, it's it's like a cabin-y kind of thing. Okay. Kind of bigger than a cabin, but it's like a, it's out, out in the woods somewhere. 
I don't even really know where we're going. We're to going be out into the woods somewhere. Yeah, we're going out into the woods somewhere. There's going to be a lot of people there. It's still a still a big. It's still a giant wedding that you're going to be speaking in front of, and everybody will have their eyes on you and and then me, and they'll all be watching. You know, because this is two people that they love getting married. Then this oh, is I thought like you were talking about moment. us. I'm like, they don't love us. No, no, that, no. They're watching two people that they love getting married, and they have no idea who we are, and that's why we can't fuck it up. Because all eyes will be on us not to screw up this Wait, so you were moment. telling me that I was supposed to be classy, now I'm supposed to be country? Well, no, this is what I'm getting to. I'm Jesus, getting to it. Greg? What I'm thinking is, maybe we need to change up what we were thinking. Because we were trying to be, you know, very much like we were the examples. This was, in my mind, we are the examples of class and the examples of what everybody needs to be. And then, you know, you kind of shame everybody a little bit. And then that way you bring them up so that way nobody screws up the wedding. And they, they look up to us as the, uh, you know, beacons of light. However, maybe we need to do this a different way in that we need to perhaps be a little bit more country because it's a, a small town we're going to. And I grew up in a small town, so I know a little bit more about these like, things. Am I like Polly Shore and, and son-in-law with this? Am I coming back to have to get down country a little? No, I no, we do not want a Polly Shore situation. You cannot be well, doing that. Well, I mean, because he's the he's from the city, and I'm from the city. Reason that, yeah, no, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. No, I'm saying you just got to be a little bit more folksy. You do know? I have to wear a cowboy hat? No, not a cowboy hat. We're not going. We're not going that. We're not going hick. Just a little more country, small town folksy kind of thing. Where that way we can really get the vibe of the room because this is a smaller town that we're going to. You know, you're very cityfied. You're very much a city person. I am. I, I will say I've, I've grown up in, in smaller towns and such, but for the majority— And by smaller town, it's not even that small of a town for the Northwest. Well, no, Bremerton is. I'm talking about, like, before that. I lived in smaller towns before that growing okay. up. Okay, but yeah. you're a, you're kind of a city fan. But I have person. lived in Portland for 15 years now, and that's uh, this is considered a city-ish. Yes. Ish. This is a city. Okay, the, yeah. the, this is a city. All right, all right. Yeah, no, this, this Portland's definitely a city. It's not the biggest city in the U.S., but— I mean, it's still top 24 or whatever. Mm. It's a big city. You are cityfied. And what I'm saying, though, for, for me, I grew up in the country. I grew up in the small towns. I think I know a little bit more about it. And we need to go a folksy style. You know, tone down the accents, tone down the attitude, and just be like more of a, hey, uh, how's everybody doing today? Oh, man, we're, we don't have to go to the southern accent, although a southern accent would probably help out a little bit. That way it proves that we're different, but at the same time— I'm not going to use a southern accent. How y'all what? doing today? Man, we are sure here for a real good wedding today. Okay, yeah. you can't and just I, throw a last-minute accent because okay, I thought we were I'll, Okay, to I'll be... drop the accent. Jesus. God, I want to do an accent, though. Okay, no accents. But you have to start using, like, more country terminology. You've got to slow things down a little bit. But say, like, your weird phrases, like, as the crow flies. As the crow flies. How long, a, it, like... Is an exact somebody example. Is, somebody... So somebody... So here's... We'll practice this. So we'll, we'll be there greeting people when uh, when people come in, like, hey there, how, how you doing? Welcome to the wedding. Oh, boy, is it going to be a good day today. And they'll be like, well, where are you from? And here's, here's what you say. Well, as the crow flies, I'm about uh, 45 miles that way. Uh, Can I just say Portland? No, as the crow flies, I'm about, uh, let's see, you'd be... You're going into your Frank Underwood... southwest. As the crow flies, bit, yeah. I'm about 45 miles southwest mm-hmm. from here. I'm yeah. just a simple man living in the big city. And yeah, well, Frank Underwood does kind of work for that. So, as the crow flies, that's a good, that's a good one to use. You need to start, you know, get rid of some of these city things. I have a bolo tie you could borrow. A bolo tie might work. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to think about that. Maybe. Maybe. We could go with a bolo tie. I'm, I'm not I'm not 100% sold on that. But I was looking up here. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Let's see. Country uh, 
sayings. Let's see if I can find this again. Of course, I did have it open, and then I closed it. Oh, Greg. Ugh. I did kind of find something. Um, Wait, country sayings? Wouldn't you be more comfortable? Kid? I think it would be more fun if I'm, like, the city girl and you're the country boy. No, I don't think that you could be... I don't think that you would be a very good... I don't know. Like, what would you do at being a city girl? Being like, oh my gosh, there's trees everywhere. Look at all you, would you be one little of those? people living out here in the country. Okay, do not call them little people. That's Aww. not going to work out well. Uh, that no. Do you know what the internet is? Yeah, speak really slowly and loudly. Internet. Like, internet. Yeah, okay. You Series can... of tubes. <laughs> Where is the bathroom? The bathroom. Yeah, that's it. Just yell really loudly at them. And uh, and ask those questions. Ask if they know about the internet. That'll that'll go really well. Talk about running water and mm-hmm. electricity. <laughs> yeah. Brag about having running water. Don't yeah. mean to brag. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of running water back where I come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's that that'll work well for you. No, I think you need to adapt some some country phrases, some like old timey phrases, to try to blend in a little bit better. Since this is a smaller town, I have bright red more traditional. hair. What am I? How am I going to blend? Well, that's in? a problem right there. So you're already going to stick out. That means you need to go. Extra in the other direction to blend in, so you don't seem like some fancy city fight. No, I'm gonna wear a gray. I'm wearing like a gray and black dress. Like you're trying to make a mockery of them. No, you're I'm gonna to make be a muted except this? for my hair. Don't make a mockery of this wedding. So here's what you need to they do. They would have told me if they wanted me to not have my hair down, right? Mm, maybe they just assumed you would think about that and and change that. But here's what you can do, though. Go way in the other direction. So you may look like a city person, but go way in the other direction. I had some some slang that you could use. Oh boy. Some old timey slang that you can pick up and just like pepper in with your conversations. So here's here's a list of some. Um, we'll, yeah, because we'll we're probably and... gonna have a lot of awkward conversations. So they'll probably be like, the, who the who hell are you? are you guys? And I think why would you most of our questions are gonna be, who are you? Well, that was like I uh, when we officiated uh, Kenda and Doug's wedding last year, like the, it was amazing and it was wonderful and we had the best time. Oh, it's there were, and everyone was amazing. But I mean, uh, there were so many of their relatives that came out to us and be like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> yeah. That was basically what we, and, well, and I'm, the I'm kind of anticipating is, that's what's going to happen And the bottom line too. is, all that matters is that the bride and groom are Are, are happy. And yeah, they were, happy, and they were happy and we yeah. were just. Yeah, but we yeah. will answer that question a lot because it'll be, who the hell are you? Um, so here's what you got to do. Pepper in some old timey phrases. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a couple. Okay. Um, do you know what a, uh, a wet sock is? Is that like a wimp? Uh, kind of. Like, if you shake somebody's hand and they have... Here's some examples. This is from the website I'm looking at here. Like, if you shake somebody's hand, it's kind of a, a flimsy handshake. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a handshake like a limp sock. I thought it was like a, a wet blanket. No, a wet blanket is a person who's, who's like a wet who's blanket. Who's gone soft. No, a wet blanket is more somebody who just puts a downer on the party. <laughs> I like people are just no, it's blurting like a wet out... blanket. People are blurting out random words in the chat. Flap doodle. <laughs> I want to say yeah. flat doodle. Okay, a wet sock. So keep that in mind. That's if you want to talk. So to I'm not going to insult one of their family well, members saying, "Why well, got a handshake like a wet sock?" Yeah, look at this guy. Yeah, no, okay, fine. We're already Don't trying them. to fight our way up. Like, <sighs> oh my god, you're so much work is needed to be done here. Okay. Okay. How about this? Uh, flub the dub. Oh what? well, I really, I, Greg did better than I thought he would up there. I thought he was going to flub the dub. That kind of. Works, but a no. You cannot insult me. You know you got to build me up here. I'm I your, have to. I build myself up. No, by I'm your you, life jacket you here. Down. I'm your life jacket here. No, flub the dub means to evade one's uh, duty. Evade, evade one's. Oh yeah, job. I use that properly. So that yeah, that does kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's look at some other old timey phrases. Um, oh, okay. To jilt, give someone the wind. 
So here's in the phrase. Boy, I sure am. Cursey didn't give Travis the wind up there. This St- thing came off real nice. Uh, blow him off? Yeah. Yeah. Give someone the wind. It's to jilt a sewer. I don't like that phrase because it doesn't sound like that. What? What does it sound like? Giving someone the wind. <laughs> Cursey's going give, to give him the wind. Like, oh, don't do that. Oh, okay. All right. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, I don't think that's going to happen. So, But you can use yeah, exactly, that. exactly, Nipples. A... In the chat, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> there she goes, giving him the wind again. Rip city. <laughs> 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 All right, so so there's there's one. Uh, let's see. Um, don't sell me a dog. Don't you sell me a dog now? What? Uh, don't uh, don't but don't say a myth, an untruth. Yeah, I'm. You're so doing really good. good. At this. Yeah. You're doing really good. So so if you're you know you're sitting there chatting away with somebody and they're like you know what I got a cabin just up the road from here and what do you say? <laughs> don't sell me the dog unless you're actually meaning it. Well, no, that sounds like you want to go to the cabin with him. I don't know. Don't I want to go to the cabin? You want to go to the cabin with the strange man you just met who said he has a cabin up the up the road a little bit? I don't want to go to the cabin. I, I mean, it's your choice. It's a free country, but I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I can't. I don't really... know if you want to go that overboard. Just say, you know, don't sell me the dog now. He's not inviting you to the cabin. He's just saying I own a cabin. Wait, You're then saying... why am I, am I? I'm distrusting the fact that he owns a cabin. You're excitedly saying, oh, don't, don't sell me a dog. No, don't I'm, questioning, dog. I'm, I'm questioning him whether or not he owns a cabin. Well, kind of. You're just, you're excited. Why would saying, I do that? That's don't really sell confrontational. Me a dog. Don't sell me a dog. Well, yeah, but it's also establishing You shouldn't a buy dogs. You should adopt them. <sighs> okay. I can see where this isn't going to work out here. Okay. Uh, let's, let's look at a couple more here. Um, okay. If you see somebody that's uh, just having a real good time, that's a giggle mug. Look at that giggle mug over there. Your face is a giggle mug. Well, that means I'm a happy person, so yes, I guess so. I guess Nobody I Nobody has ever mug. said giggle mug. It's that a, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is these are old timey phrases. I'm just pulling them out for you. Um let's see. It's being asked why are you trying so hard to ruin the wedding, Greg? I'm not I'm trying to fix I'm trying to not fix the wedding. I'm trying to, you know, punch it up a little bit. We're trying to we're trying to blend in. We're trying to make this thing a real a real experience for everybody. Uh let's see. Focus your audio. That's not something that somebody would say in the old-timey days. Hey, focus your audio there. What center are you thinking? No, listen carefully. Okay. So when we get up there in front of everybody, all right, everybody, focus your audio right now. Focus your audio. At least I know that people who ask us to officiate their weddings know what they're in for. I, don't, I guess, oh, you know. God. I mean. What if the Rutherfords are like, oh, yeah, no, Greg and Sarah will be, like, super classy. They're not embarrassing at all. <laughs> not, not, a, not at all embarrassing. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> okay. Here's a couple of... Uh, okay, here's some... of This is from the 1811 version of Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. So here's some things that you can call people that Names are... Names I can call you? A blanket hornpipe. You're a blanket hornpipe, you giggle mug. Yeah, that was good. Okay, yeah, that you. wasn't too bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not too bad. But uh, less insulting of me, though. Um, don't don't go don't go that way. Uh, let's see. Groping. <laughs> don't go that way. <laughs> don't go that way. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that means uh, that's something like a sexual. Okay, never mind. Don't call me a blanket hornpipe. Oh. I don't know. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, let's see. Okay, talking about the weather. Could be colder than the hinges of hell out here. No. Colder than the hinges of hell. Okay, 
Good luck with that one. Well, I'm, I'm all bringing that up then. Colder than a brass toilet seat in the Yukon. Oh, that sounds cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, so that's a good one. So pepper that in at some point during conversation. Man, it's colder than a brass toilet seat in the Yukon. I don't here. think I want to bring up toilet seat to people. That I think that's folksy. I think that's very folksy. You know, you're, you're already quirky with the hair. Now you're quirky folksy kind of thing. You know, they'll be like, oh, I didn't expect that out of a, out of a lady there. Colder than a brass toilet seat in the Yukon. Yeah, see, I, well, I think that one. So, so cold that the milk cows give icicles. Oh, that sounds painful. Well, it's not actually happening. Someone who's acting crazy. Ah, he's off his chump. Off his chump? Why, why wouldn't it be off his rocker? It's off his chump. What's a chump? I don't know. That's what they say. Well, wish us luck tomorrow, guys. Well, we're going to study these, and I want you to lose, use at least 10 of them. Sure. That, I'll get right on that, Greg. You're going to flip the dub. Flub the dub. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. I will not flub the dub. Flub the dub. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, the Amityville Horror House has been sold, and actual humans are going to be living in it again. You. Yeah. So it's on Long Island. I don't know if you knew that that was where it actually took place. No. The Long Island home that served as the inspiration for the book, The Amityville Horror, and of course the multiple films that followed that is being bought. Yeah, but there were actual murders there, correct? There were actual murders there. Yeah. Yeah, so of course it's uh, one of the most infamous houses. Everyone can recognize it by the windows at the top. It's a 1927 Dutch colonial on Amityville's Ocean Avenue. So uh, they are finalizing the contract, and an actual human family is moving in there. Would you live there if you could afford it? I would not. No, I would not. Well, the home came on the market in June for $850,000. It's a 5,000-square-foot hellhole. sits on a quarter acre along the Amityville River. It boasts five bathrooms, or excuse me, five bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, a boathouse, and a slip. I mean, that's a nice house. But sure the thing is. is, A, no, I would not want to live in a house associated with that kind of thing. And B, you would constantly have people coming up and trying to look at it. It's like the Goonies house, but mm-hmm. more awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the home has been restored and updated while retaining period details such as the glass windows that made it famous and the oak floors, of course. Before gaining fame with the release of the original movie in 1979, the house was indeed in real life where 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his parents and his four siblings in 1974. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think I would stay there if nope. I... I'd... No. No, that's too much. Well, maybe you have the Amityville Horror House of the West Coast. Mm. I mean, we don't know what happened. I mean, I guess we don't really. Ugh, I don't know. I don't like to think about that too much. Well, Coca-Cola Israel has come up with a new product. All right, this isn't me like just navigating the waters of trying to find the best stories that I can okay. in a mucked up news or news world right now. Uh, Coca-Cola Israel has developed a gizmo that you can actually attach to the end of your Coke bottle. And it will take selfies of you drinking out of a Coke bottle. Yes, the company has attached a camera-equipped base to a 500-milliliter Coke to create what it calls the world's first selfie bottle. It automatically takes photos when it detects a 70-degree tilt, and you can transfer photos off of it through its USB port. 
Which that'd be kind of fun if you can like adhere it to like a beer or something. I guess, but I mean, do I really need to see a bunch of selfies of people drinking? Mm. I mean, I, I don't know if I really need to watch Probably all that. Probably not. Where was that? What wedding was that at where we went to, um, where they attached a, uh, a GoPro to a Sinfire bottle? Was that Ken no, and Doug? No, actually, okay, they did do that. But that was video, and the video was funny. The video was cool. I mean, there was also another wedding where they did that, where it was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but that's like an experience. That's an event. It's just somebody ordinarily drinking... Look at me, drink Coke, Coke bottle? Yeah. I just feel like a shill. Also seems like that could be photoshopped poorly in a number oh, yes. of ways. Oh, yes, oh, it can. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, uh, it's only available right now uh, in Israel, and it's a marketing gimmick for Coke's Summer of Love outdoor event that's happening there. Um, I think you can find them online, though, if this is something that you desperately want. Just look up uh, World's First Selfie Bottle. Coca-Cola. World's First Selfie Bottle. Mm. Oh, sweet. Out of Ohio, police in Ohio are accusing uh, are accusing a woman of prostituting herself Uh-oh. for $60 and a side of nachos. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. Signs get a little snacky. Nachos are good. Officers near Youngstown. I mean, I think we all like nachos. Ohio say they arrested 30. Oh, she's as old. She's my age. And See, whenever a- I get down on myself, I can be like, at least I'm not selling my body for $60 and a side of nachos. Yeah, that's true. 36-year-old Crystal Hot Lots. Hot Lots. Wait, her name's really Hot Lots, and she's a prostitute that sells herself for nachos? Uh, well, I don't know if she is a prostitute or if she just was prostituting herself for this particular instance for $60 and Okay, side of nachos. the nachos just kind of came with it. Is it normally like a $70 transaction? She's like, eh, you know what? She's like, let's knock off the, the extra 10, get me some nachos. Give me some nachos. Uh, so 36-year-old Crystal Hotslots uh, was busted during an undercover operation this past Monday. Uh, police say that an officer texted the woman after seeing an online advertisement for sexual services. Officer said that at first she wanted $50 and some nachos. And then later, okay, so she wanted the nachos first. And then she later upped her price to $60 with some nachos. So police officers say that when the undercover officer later met up with the woman in the parking lot of a Mexican restaurant, (laughs) uh, she asked if he had uh, some more extra money to buy her some delicious nachos. He did not. She was subsequently arrested. And she has been charged with solicitation. She wanted more nachos? No, she wanted the nachos on top. So she wanted initially $50 and some nachos. Then she raised it to $60. And then she wants $60 and some nachos as well. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So she has been charged with solicitation. And possession of criminal tools. Which what I don't know tools? if that's her, her body. Oh. I don't I don't know. My body's a criminal tool. You're a criminal tool. Mm. Wait, no. Another day, another Guinness Book of World Record record that has been broken. This one in particular I thought would appeal to you, Greg. Okay. Since we were talking about little people yesterday and you, you know, cheating and using your lifts. I do not have lifts. That is ridiculous and I take offense to that. I'm very fine with my stature and who I am. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing the shoes now? My shoes are my shoes. I paid for shoes, and I'm going to wear the oh, shoes I have. Sure they are is. not shoes with lifts. God dang it. They are not lifts. I like how you just took them off as if that's going to like make them invisible or something. Greg just took his shoes off I when, I, when shoes. I leaned down to look underneath. I want to thank everybody who's writing in, too. Um, I got a nice letter from Adam telling me I could probably return these. Still, but I'd have to like clean them up and make it look like I've never worn them. I'd, I'd tell on you. 
You would not. Ta- you would tattle on me. Mm-hmm. I bought shoes in a hurry. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Why are you still saying it's a mistake? You should own it. You've always owned your shortness. Just be like, yeah, I accidentally bought lifts. So what? These shoes are awesome. Like, don't let anyone push you around. Don't You're let me, the one that pushes me around. Don't let me push you around. I'm not letting you push me yes, around. You it's are. just I didn't want to wear these. I mean, I didn't want to. I didn't know I was buying lifts at the time. Are you going to wear them tomorrow for the wedding? Yes. Cool, because I'm wearing platforms. No. You can't tell me what shoes to wear. I can still complain about it. <laughs> we can get you on a milk crate. It's okay. I will not be on a milk crate. <laughs> no, no. How am I supposed to project dominance when I'm up there? You're not supposed to project dominance. That's the thing. <laughs> that's exactly That's exactly that why it's happening. That could not sound happening. like more of a short syndrome thing yeah, to say. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> wow. I've got to wear nicer shoes, though. It's a nice wedding. All right, fine. You're going to look good. <sighs> All right, but we we still have to figure out who's talking about what during this wedding because we got a long script there. I know we do. Jesus. Okay, we'll figure that out later. All right, let me get my let me get oh, my I'm story. Fine. I know you're fine. Stop being all cocky because you're not afraid of speaking in public. And I'm mean for making fun of you for buying lifts in your shoes. Yes. Yet you're like taunting me about an actual phobia of mine. Yes. Okay. The world's shortest couple has now been <laughs> crowned. King and queen of Guinness World World Records. World's shortest couple. Their combined height was a little less than the previous record holders, which makes them the clear and obvious winners. Okay. What is it? Their last name is Barrow, and the Barrows have long wanted the shortest couple honor, but they had to officially be married in order to get recognition. Did you know that? That you cannot be... I mean, that makes sense. Otherwise, everybody would be skirting the rule and just be like, oh, look at us. We're together just to get that world record. Well, the tiny couple released a statement via Guinness uh, World Records as we are so happy to be a part of Guinness World Records Day and to have our unique record recorded. We hope our new record will encourage the world to look past the physical differences in others and understand all people should be treated equally. Look I at agree. That. That's Look the thing. That. Even if you're short, it's fine. There's right. nothing wrong with that. So yesterday was uh, Guinness World Records Day. Didn't realize that. November 17th. Uh, it's an annual event when the company encourages people to set as many records as possible. So we should figure out for next year that we should set a record. For yeah, I w- no, I've always said I want to be in the record books. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah, so, uh, so of course now it's an even bigger day in the lives of Paulo Gabriel da Silva Barros and Katie Lee Hoshino Barros. Okay, they look pretty happy. Yeah, the Brazilian couple married in September after an eight-year relationship. But uh, yesterday was when they got the wedding gift that they have wanted and pined for for years. Official recognition from Guinness World Records that they are indeed the world's shortest married couple. Okay, they're awesome. Both Paulo, 31, and Katie, 28, have dwarfism. Now, he is 35.54 inches tall. She is 35.88 inches tall. Oh, okay. She's a little bit taller than him. Well, with a combined height of 71.42 inches, they have beat out the previous record holders, tallies, and also fellow Brazilians, uh, Doug Brieger and Why is this just Brazilians here? I don't know. Maybe there's lots of dwarfism there. Who were uh, 35.4 inches and 36.6 inches, respectively. So that was a little bit taller. Whoa. So that would be 35, 35, 71. That'd be 72 inches. Now listen to my math. Where they are only at 71.42. Okay. Hopefully, handily beat them. So there you have it. Dreams do come true. All right. You want it, you get it. Yeah. 
and that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. Now you've kind of made me nervous about the script thing. No, I mean, just don't screw up. I know, because, like, I know that the fam, like, you know, Rick and Melanie and Kirstie all love us, but, I mean, nobody else knows who the fuck we are, and they're going to be like, yeah. oh, who are these idiots? Yep. Oh, Jesus. That's their first thought is going to be, who are these morons? And why are, are there two of here? them? What are they doing? Yeah, why are there two of them? Why are there? they here? What's a podcast? Oh, God. What ra- I love it when I, whenever you try to explain to, like, older people who aren't internet savvy, like, what a podcast is, it's like, oh, so what radio station is that on? I'm oh, like, I know. How do, yeah, what station do I listen to it? It's like, no, it's on the internet. So I said, you know, I found my best explanation is like, you know how a radio has speakers? I'm like, you know, a a podcast is just like the radio, but the speakers are, you know, coming from a computer or whatever else you listen to. Yeah. It's coming out of that instead of the radio speakers. Yeah. Which kind of seems to help. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We're going to have to answer that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of who who the fuck are you? Hopefully it's not that aggressive. That's not going to be that aggressive. (laughs) They're fine. Who the fuck are you? All we have to do is just get through the ceremony, not fuck it up, and then mm-hmm. and then have a glorious day afterward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't screw it up, though. Just don't screw it up. You know? I'm depending on you on this, too. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm wearing, so I'm wearing this particular outfit because I won't sweat through it because it's black on the sides. I'm wearing black. Well, I already told you I'm wearing gray and black. Like, No, I'm seriously wearing gray and black. I'm not kidding. I'm I wearing was going gray. to wear gray well, and black. We're, we're both like the officiants, so we might as well match. Oh, God dang it. Seriously? I already told I you what I was wearing. I thought you were going to wear wearing. like a color or something. No. Oh my God. Do you not listen to anything I said? Like literally during this show, I told you I was wearing my gray and black dress because I want to be muted since my hair is so bright. <sighs> you really don't listen to me. You just sit over there and like squawk at yourself. Yes. Jesus. Well, crap. Well, I was going to wear a black shirt and gray pants. Well, then we're going to match. My black sport coat. We're supposed to be matchy anyway. It would be distracting if we didn't match. All right. Fine. I don't think I'm going to wear a tie, though. I don't care. Maybe I'll wear a kooky tie. Don't wear a kooky tie. Okay, it is I'll not play. about you. No. Well, I mean, just a little bit of sparkle no, or something there. No, absolutely just not. a little bit of so that. All right, do you have ball talk glints. or not? Yes, I have some ball talk. Before I do ball talk, though, I do want to say something uh, about one of our fine sponsors. Yes, please do. That is Next Adventure. Oh. Next Adventure. It also exists on the internet at nextadventure.net, but also in real life on the corner of Southeast Stark and Grand here in Portland, Oregon. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They are your outdoor store actually coming up on, I think next year is the 20th anniversary of Next Adventure. Uh, so Next Adventure is a wonderful sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, one of our longtime sponsors. We love them, and there's so many different things I could say about them, but I'll, I'll say this. Their main store, of course, on Stark and Grand, like Sarah just said, also online, nextadventure.net. In addition to huge, wonderful deals that they always have on any kind of outdoor clothing, equipment, anything you can think of, they also have uh, all kinds of different programs if you're in the Portland area where if you'd like to, you know, try out hiking or get some education on something, or I've never gone rafting before. How would I even think about going about doing that? Mm-hmm. They have Do it programs. without flipping upside down. Like, yeah, with trained professionals. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of classes, and a lot of them are free classes. And you can find that all by going to nextadventure.net and, uh, and clicking on the events button, which is up there in the right, right-hand corner. And it'll tell you some more information. There's tons of stuff to look at and things to, to find out about. So Next Adventure, Corner of Stark and Grand and nextadventure.net. Wherever you are, you can click on that and order some fine, fine outdoor stuff. Oh, All my right. goodness. Uh, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Uh, very quick ball talk. The National League has announced 
or, well, they've announced uh, MVPs for both National League and American League in baseball. And the National League winner is Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs. Oh, oh, that's the hot guy. Yes, that's the one oh, everybody says the yeah. hot guy. So listen to this asshole. Here's what he's done. And by the way, everything I've seen, he's like the nicest guy ever. But here's what this fucking Oh, he done. is easy on the eyeballs. Yes, yes. He's the rough life that Chris Bryant yes. has. Here's what he's done. Oh, he, he is stopped the, first the final person... play. Too. He was the one that stopped the ball and then threw it to first. Yes. That won the Cubs the World Series. I was watching it. I remember. Sure. Uh, here's he what he's good done. while doing it. All right, what? He is the first person ever to get uh, the, quote, Golden Spikes Award. So... Oh, no, no, the Golden Spikes Award goes to the top collegiate player. Okay, so he's the first person to ever do this. So in the last four years, here's what he has done. He won top collegiate player in the country. He won college player of the year. He went on to the pros, won minor league player of the year. He went on to uh, play in, in major league, won rookie of the year. Then the next year, he just won MVP of the year and the World Series. So in four years, he has been the best player at each one of these things. Chris Bryant. A giant award each single year. And he's supposedly very nice, and he is very, very Supposedly he is very nice. Did I mention that he was handsome? I don't think we talked about that. Vicky is asking, is he baseball's Tom Brady? I don't know. No, because Tom Brady's kind of a dick. Well, Chris Bryant's going to become a dick, too, if he keeps getting this much, this many accolades. I don't know that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, you're I'm just a, saying that. Yeah, I'm just saying that because I'm Just don't say, just because you say it doesn't make it true. Greg's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a total dick. <laughs> no, it's a, he's, he's earned all his things. He's got an MVP, and he's he won the uh, World Series this year for the Cubs. All right, so there we go. So that's, that's that. Moving on to ball talk, we'll just go straight to this. Oh, did I say? I already said I won my league, right? I don't think you did. I don't think I did. Okay, so <laughs> last week we talked about how I was a part of, I kept calling it a suicide league, but a survivor league for NFL. It was 32 of us that got involved, and you put $5 in, and each week week you pick one NFL team to win, and then if they win, you move on to the next week. If they lose, you're out. And you can never pick that same team again. So each week you have to pick a different team and just hopefully you keep on winning and winning and winning. Well, this this week it was down to two this last weekend. And uh, me and this other guy, out of all the players, and I won. I won $160. And I have never won that much money in anything, ever. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And let's also say you got it last minute, too, because that guy, didn't he change his, which he would have lost anyway. Yeah, he changed his pick last minute. Like, last that seems weekend. like such a stupid idea. Like, why would he change? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he lost either way. So, uh, so yeah, I won. I won it. I beat out 31 other people. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. So, anyway, woohoo. Woohoo. Um, but let's make some predictions on college football. Okay. Are you sending me the thingy? I will send you the thingy, Sarah. Because as, as I do this every week, and I've been almost infallible in, with my predictions. Oh, we are almost out of time. So I'm going to make this really quick. So here we go. Uh, in my predictions for this week. <clears throat> number one, we'll go... Uh, uh, number 11, Oklahoma State versus Texas Christian University. A Big 12 showdown in Fort Worth, Texas. The Oklahoma State Cowboys riding on in <laughs> to go see the TCU Horned Frogs. 
Well, here's the deal. Oklahoma State's riding real high right now, sitting at 8-2, and 6-1 in the Big 12. TCU, down year, 5-4, and 3-3. Three and three. But here's the thing. The Horned Frogs are going to be kicking out the Cowboys because the TCU is going to upset number 11 Oklahoma State. Moving on to the next match. Should I be worried that I just got my um, cater waiter schedule and for some reason I don't have any shifts for the next couple of weeks? Well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma versus number 14, West Virginia. Oklahoma, eight and two. We're going to another Big 12 <laughs> matchup. 14, West Virginia. Were you going to sing like John Denver for a second there? West. Mount Mama. Yes. Eight and one versus eight and two. Number nine versus four, number 14. That's a big ass matchup right there. Morgantown, West Virginia at the Milan Pusker Stadium. I don't know what that means, but that's the name of it. The winner will be number nine, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The Sooners. Right on out of there. I can't imagine what Against people the think as they're walking by and listening to you singing. Sooners beating the Mountaineers. Oklahoma will win, number nine. And Sarah, give me one last final one. I want to go uh, Colorado, number 10, versus number 22, Washington State. Oh, boy. They're both tied at eight and two. Where's this game at? Uh, this is happening in Boulder, Colorado. In Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Colorado has had a tremendous turnaround. Colorado's turnaround from being a shit program into being a superstar is pretty much this the exact opposite of Oregon, going from a stellar program to an absolute shit bottom-of-the-barrel team where Oregon State's probably going to beat them. <laughs> yes! Everybody gets to pick at Oregon's bones this year. Uh, so, uh, Oregon, uh, anyway. Um, Washington State versus Colorado. You know that the Cougars are doing pretty well this year. Cougars are doing very well. The Cougars are good. They're, they're really good. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I think they're still the Cougars, man. They're gonna it's hard it? to it's hard to say. The Cougars and the Buffaloes are kind of the same thing. It's like who's gonna fuck up worse? You gotta have everything's going well for you. So one of you, it's not one team's gonna beat the other one. It's one's gonna fuck up. So who's it gonna be? I think it's gonna be the Cougars. I think Colorado wins. I think hey, Colorado. It, it never offends me. I. I went to that I, school. I saw it happen. I, I'll say this. I want the Cougars to win. I'm happy that Washington State is doing well because that's good. I, li- I like that. Uh, if Oregon State can't do it, Washington State might as well. Um, however, I think the Colorado Buffaloes are going to win. So Colorado will beat them. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Uh, our pal Rick is in the chat suggesting that you should uh, bring up your and up your winning bet uh, during the nuptials Ooh, tomorrow. can I do that? Yeah, I'll talk no. about how I won at life. I won at something. And then uh, Kirstie and Travis have won at life. So we'll start off the ceremony. I'll be like, all right, hi, everybody. No, I just wanted to say a little bit of something about, about this and about what a magical moment this is. Um, I myself went through something very exciting over the last 10 weeks. I've been picking one F NFL team per week. To win wow. in a, in a Wait, thing we call... A, I'm trying to find a wedding march so that you can be talking about this as survivor you know, distracting league. people from Kersey walking down the aisle. And because... there were 32 of us involved in that. You know, less people than are here today, but still the stakes were very high. We each put in $5, so really when it works out, it's kind of the same thing in a way. Oops, that's not wedding march. And, you know, I went into it not expecting to come out, uh, not expecting really anything to happen. You know, I thought I'd give it my best, and I'd just try. And I'd try to move on, and each day I'd put one foot forward, and I'd just 
move on. But I, you know, going against that many people, the odds were not in my favor. And I all right, now Kersey's waving at be, everybody as she's going down the aisle, as, you know, on, figured, on her father's arm. And I figured I would be knocked down. You know, but but you know what I did. Every week I woke up, and I thought, you know, today's today's the day. I'm going to put one foot forward. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing called life. And I'm going to pick one NFL team this week. And if they win, gosh dang it, I'm going to celebrate it. And if they lose, well, that'll be the end of it. But I'll know I gave it my best. Well, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Ten weeks later, 31 people went home crying because they lost. But you know who stood tall as a winner? Winning $160. Because he has lifts. It's this guy right here. That's right, I won. I won because I believed. Because I stood for something. And I knew I was better than those other people. Just like these two are better than everybody else today. Congratulations, all right. Kersey and Travis, come on up here. You, too, are winners just like me today. Although you don't get $160. Let's get this wedding started. And I'll do that. How's that? Oh my Pretty god, good? that was incredibly moving. Is it, was it inspiring? It was. Inspi- it was. In- it was inspiring and inspired. Okay, good, 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 good. Like I just, I don't think that we could do it any better than that. Why okay. practice? Uh, now, and when we go to the reception, can I also get up and give the speech again about how I won? No, no, I think that we're just going to let it. I'll go in more we'll detail. I'll give a more detailed thing. I'm like, we okay, now I know a lot that. of you heard my speech about winning the Survivor League, and a lot of you wanted more detail, so I figured it's just easier to. Tell you all at once, then go into it. So first week, I actually I, I picked uh, Arizona to win, and that was a that was a tough call. Then I'll go through like week by week. Okay, well let's stop your face from talking, okay. and we have a, an Elvis that we need to get to okay. for this weekend, and we want to give a very 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 merry happy birthday to Shannon. Shannon, Shannon is turning the big four zero tomorrow oh, on happy November nineteenth. Shannon. Shannon you are lovely and wonderful, and your husband, Andy, in the Mighty Southeast, wanted to make sure that we gave you a drunken Elvis for your Aww. birthday. So happiest of birthdays, you lovely lady. Happy birthday, Happy Shannon. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Shannon's birthday's on Percy and Travis's future anniversary oh, day. Oh. It's a good day. Indeed. November 19th is, seems like a nice day. Absolutely. Shannon's very nice. I've met Shannon before. Yes. Oh, me too. Um, or have we... I? Did you get to meet Shannon? I think I met Shannon. Regardless. Well, I don't know, because I've been She's, out there. Andy is a wonderful person. I'm sure that they're Yeah, Andy's different. helped me with my truck so many times. So I've gone out there and, and hung out. And hopefully not annoyed anybody. You probably did. Okay, everybody, wish us luck tomorrow, because now Greg is thoroughly The pressure's insane. on. The pressure is on. The heat is on. All right, we need to wrap up here. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment on. Radio. We do appreciate it. Oh, of Greg's course. giving me the finger swirl. Of course. Gotta go. Of course, uh... Uh, go to Next Adventure. Also, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link. You can watch me at 2 p.m. on DigitalTrends.com today. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning into our show. We really, really, really do appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at FunEmploymentRadio. Like us on Facebook. We'll that be... stuff makes a difference. We yeah. really do appreciate it. And we will be updating our Twitter thing from our adventures tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah definitely. We'll take some pictures. You can see if we look nice or not. Wish us luck. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Don't flub the dub, dude. Don't, you All right. don't flub the dub. So anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, like I said, I hope my speech inspires some of you to have a great weekend as well and that you can be winners and that 31 other people will look at you uh, with jealousy. Uh, approximately 31. Nobody 31 else. people okay. will look at you with jealousy. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.